Good morning, Cam. Happy Sunday. Good morning and happy Sunday to you, Kayland. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You? It's been a few weeks. Good. It's been a few weeks since we've chatted. Yeah, I know. I guess, yeah, there were out of town things and then just, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, what I have no idea what you've actually been up to. Like I don't we haven't talked outside of the podcast particularly as well. Have you been on some adventures? I feel like you went to Montreal or Ottawa again or something like that. Yeah, we went to Montreal recently. So oh, my that's mom nice. is uh is visiting from or not visiting. She's kind of moving back to Canada. She was previously in Mexico and and so yeah, she's in Montreal right now. So we decided to take a couple, uh, a few days and do like the long weekend in Montreal. Cool. And you said Gabby's mom moved there? Sorry, my mom moved oh, there. Oh, your mom moved there. Got it. Got it. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's nice that she's back. Well, not in the province, but close to the province. Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't seen each other in a long time and it was nice to see her and just nice to, I don't know, go see Montreal. It, yeah, it was. I, I love that city. It's really, it's, I don't know. It's really pretty. There's like all sorts of parks, and yeah, we're kind of, uh, I don't know. We're just like, why are we in Toronto again? <laughs> yeah, and like it's. I I I've only been to Montreal a couple times, and I absolutely love it. And I think for me, yeah, it was the not speaking French barrier. But you speak French, and. I guess it matters less now, but like when I was younger and coming out of university, like in order to get any type of business job in Montreal, you needed to speak French, but now obviously you can work from home. So like, yeah. 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 Between the work from home, but even there, like you're walking around and I don't know, you hear as much Spanish and English as you do hear French, especially if you're in certain kind of neighborhoods, I guess. So, um, Uh yeah, I did try to make use of my French. Yeah, it was horrible because I'm so in Spanish mindset. <laughs> it's like yeah. I was asking for like cafe con leche <laughs> and like you know what I'm trying to say like <laughs> avec. <laughs> right, or, right. Yeah. I was like thinking the other day, so like you, sp- I'm aware that you speak French, but I don't know how you speak French. <laughs> like, did you just did you go to immersion school or how did that come to be? Yeah, growing up in Ottawa, you kind of like it's almost by default that you're in immersion or at the very least core French. But, um, but yeah, I had immersion French up until I think grade 10. And then I, I went back to core because I just, I don't know. I was, I should have just finished it, but I was just being a like stupid kid in high school and got, I was like, I'll just do the easy stuff. I went back to core French and it was like going back to like grade two in my, Oh (laughs) really? Yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah. I guess like I grew up in uh, like a small town. So I think maybe in all of the city that was next to me, there might be like one French immersion school. So yeah, anyways, it wasn't like very much of an option, but I think, yeah, benefits of, of growing up in larger cities, or I guess in, in your case, like Ottawa being the capital, there's like a bunch of people who are also like probably sons and daughters of people who work in government and all these places where you require French and English. So it becomes a lot more standard. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's hard though to keep up, keep up with it. And then also to actually make, I don't know, I feel like the French that they taught me is not the French that like people in Quebec speak. They teach right. you very, 
it's I don't know. It's very different. You you get into the real world and you're like, what are you people even saying? I have no idea. So yeah, I guess that's probably like the same for learning a lot of languages in a classroom. But I guess like yeah, particularly you must probably learn like business kind of French or like I don't know, geared towards the workplace. I guess. Yeah. Or, Fre- or is it is it that it's French like France French or what's the probably more of that and like less slang like they teach you by the books and they don't right. really teach you kind of like if you are learning like in your learning Spanish just by reading you know the the books but like I guess it's like anything you need to just immerse in the culture to really get those like uh, minute details that you're missing yeah. out on. Yeah, and those I guess, are the ones yeah. that like flag you as not a French person or not Spanish speaking. And it's like, so when I go to Montreal and I, I do try to speak French, even if I don't say Spanish words, often people will switch over to English. Um. And, <laughs> and it's because, you know, you ask things like by the textbook manner or something and they're like, yeah, well, I can, I can speak English to you, but which isn't yeah, always even- helpful. It's not what you want sometimes though. So. Yeah, I even find that when traveling abroad, that the like pe- people speak English better than I speak Spanish, so they switch over. But I was like thinking the other day, I don't. This is tangentially related, but I saw this person post. I don't know if you've ever heard, but there's these like fitness boot camps that they have in Thailand, where people just go for like two weeks and just do fitness for like two weeks straight, basically whatever. Hmm. Uh, point being, I was like, yeah, like it's the same. It's the same with like it's not the same with fitness, but I was like, I just want to do that with language like go somewhere where people are not going to allow me to speak english like i will pay you money to go to somewhere where just like i can just speak spanish and i know there's a lot of programs that that's how they teach like once you're part of that program wherever it is often you're like traveling somewhere else like rules are like you're not allowed to speak english um and i think that's definitely the best way of doing it and based on anyone i've learned who's tried to immerse themselves quickly like yeah that seems to be um a fast a much faster route so yeah, I remember hearing some podcast. I think I might have mentioned it like a while back on here about like some guy who went to Spain or a Spanish speaking country or maybe it was France, like in learning French, whatever the it still stands like he went yeah. there and just said from here on out, like him and his friend were only going to speak the local language and they had yeah. no prior experience. But within a month and a half or two months, they were like, going on dates and like talking fluently because they you know you (laughs) you're forced to whereas like yeah you don't if you don't um if you're not forced into it then it's so easy to just fall back onto your default yeah i'm very much like still of the mindset that i would like to move away for a period of time like at least a year and hopefully to a spanish-speaking country but i think it's in that case i think it's still you have to be super intentional about it because often you meet people who are also learning English so they want to use their English skills. And obviously for me, I would still be working. So the my entire work day would also be in English. So as much as moving away somewhere Spanish speaking would be beneficial, it would also be easy to just not grow that much. So I think, yeah, it's a very intentional journey in that sense. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, (laughs) what else? I mean, I think you've been working a new job since the last time we chatted, you were just starting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I I guess it's been a few weeks now that I've been working this contract. Um, Yeah. And it's, um, I don't know, it's funny. It's like a bigger organization and it's pretty stark change from where I'm used to, you know, everything that I work on is like, you know, kind of like when it's your own business, 
you're trying to prioritize and you're like, oh man, I really got to make sure I'm doing the most important thing right now. And coming into a larger organization, like sometimes it can take a few days just to get up and running or it's like, yeah, we'll get the priorities like in a, in a week. And, and it's funny right. just thinking about like that difference is like, is, is huge. And even between some people that would hire me on contract, like if an, if a solo founder or like small startup hired me and had me kind of like not doing a ton for a week, <laughs> like they would be like crying, <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, yeah, totally. I need you to, like I, we need to make use of this time. And meanwhile, this like, so this has been more of just a chill on ramp. I think it's going to ramp up soon, but it's kind of, um, it's just a different experience than what I've been used to over the past little bit, because I have done some more, contract work for kind of smaller bootstrap startups where it's like every minute counts. And so you're, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting to be back in that world. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going all right. There's probably, I don't know, I'm scheduled to do this until the end of October, but it sounds like might do that. That that's probably going to continue because a lot of the work hasn't even really kicked off yet and so it might end up taking me through to the end of the year um, Got it. or s- I'm, I'm guessing and like and, what are you able to share what type of stuff you're working on or going to be working on yeah I mean roughly uh, it's going to be mostly like websites internal websites for this agency but it's, it. um, it's not like for their clients it's just for their internal marketing team Right. And so, yeah, it's not a ton of um, like deep app application work or anything. Um, but it, I kind of like that, you know, I know how to do this stuff quite well. Um, they do actually do some really interesting work with animations. Uh, oh, yeah. Their websites are pretty fancy and I've never been huge into animation stuff. And so it's actually been cool to start learning more about that. And and that will be a skill set that I can take forward to you know like I think there's um it's just not something that you sometimes feel you need to develop but if you have it in your catalog then it's super useful and can help especially on like a marketing landing page to make a splash if you have like a nice animation um using like um yeah to certain tools for that so um yeah so that that's kind of that's kind of it. And it also allows me to kind of like still think of like have headspace to think about like next steps for what I want to do. I'm not doing a ton of extra programming right now. I did a bit last night on just kind of like for fun stuff, but right. It, you know, because I still have like, um, it's not like super intense. Like some of my last couple contracts have been, um, it's, or at least not at this point, then I can still, um, afford to give some time to external projects. That said, on one of our last episodes, maybe the last episode, I, I can't remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were talking about like, how do you do this while you're doing it full time? Right. I'm like definitely struggling with that and realizing like how, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's really hard. Like I can't really imagine doing both side by side now um if i were like full time on a job permanently um and then trying to build a business um i think i'm still getting used to like being back in this um kind of 
nine to five um, timeline and then right. also ha- having to work around that along with the additional responsibilities of life. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's really tricky. I feel for you and anyone else who is like going through that because it's like a lot of planning uh, and a lot of, I don't know, just like potential for burnout to, yes. to do that. I yeah. would agree with that. I um, I I know. I wish I had it right here. I think it's. Uh, well, I mean, nobody on the podcast can see, anyways. But I, just in terms of like planning and prioritizing and all that kind of stuff. In the past couple of weeks, I started using this new journal, which is like. I mean, I have the box right here actually because I'm using it to prop my mouse up. But it's called um, the Self Journal by Best Self, and I, I generally do, always do like daily journaling. But generally, it would just be like. Uh, I do gratitude, I do journaling. And then when I start my work day, I like set my priorities and things like that. But this, um, so the, the journals in kind of like three month chunks. So you set out basically like three high level goals for those three months and kind of all the different things that ladder up to it. There's also a space for just like personal kind of like bucket list type things. I mean, the goals can be personal or work related. It's your choice. And then there's kind of like weekly planning sessions. So figuring out kind of what you need to do within each week. And then every single day there's kind of like, basically it's like a, I think it's like a gratitude section. You set like your three top goals for the day. They have like kind of like all the hours so you can chunk out where all those different things fit in. And then they have kind of end of day reflections, like how close to reality was your plan? Like overall, like how much did you, I guess like win the day. But um, I've definitely found this um, very useful in terms of, a, just being mindful and be like reality checking myself. Like I think I have a tendency to really uh, think that I can do more than I can. And then I have an even worse tendency to be super hard on myself when I don't, when I mm-hmm. can't achieve that. Um, and so I think this is like in some respect, bringing me more to like a, a greater sense of like what reality actually is and what I can achieve in a day. Um, yeah. But I found it super helpful in terms of, um, actually prioritizing the most important things and then not getting so like flustered if I don't get to every single possible thing I could have done in a day. Yeah, that that's cool. I, like, um, I guess it's kind of like how people try to set up their notions and stuff, but like, um, or their whatever note taking app, uh, but it's not made for journaling. And there's something about just having a physical journal. I, this is a physical journal, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I keep, I keep thinking like, Oh, this would be cool to just translate this directly into like a notion layout. But also to your point, kind of, I really enjoy this time in the morning where I actually don't have my phone around so much. And I am just journaling. Like when I used to just write, like that was nice, but also just having this physical journal to kind of, plan out my day. And usually the night before I'll look at my calendar at work and just fill in all the slots that are blocked. So the next morning when I'm looking at it, I have like an idea of, you know, how much free time do I have? Like, do I have class after work? Like what are, do I have any other obligations? So I can be a bit more realistic rather than just waking up and being like, I'm going to do everything. Like it gives me a better lens to look at things through. Obviously. It's funny because I don't know what the relation is, but like when you're a specialist in a, in a field, it's like, is sometimes like uh, like applying those things that you do in your day to day is harder in your in your daily life, and it's like it's funny because like you work as a like in project management, maybe right now not as much, but like you've done project management where you're getting teams to choose their priorities, focus on them, be realistic about them, but then like it's also 
something different between giving advice and then and then taking your own advice. Totally. And that can be a huge challenge. And I think like I I've been guilty of this too, where I like can easily say, like if you turn a lens to some someone else's problem, uh <laughs> it's almost like a good way to look at your problems. It's like write down what the situation is and then be like, oh, that there's something wrong with that, that and that and like give it. Right. <laughs> it's hard to be unbiased, but um, but yeah, it's just it can be funny how we um, I don't know, like I don't even know where I'm going with this. No, but I, like, like I totally challenge. agree with you. I think I'm like uh, I sometimes am. Yeah, a better coach for other people than I am for myself like I I am much more forgiving and realistic with teams that I work with and like being pretty uh I don't want to sort of intense but yeah just being like very realistic with people about like how realistic the things that they're aiming for are and like where we should adjust things and what makes sense but I think for myself I just have always been like a no I can do everything but like I can't you know there's just no I can't so um I'm no like grander than anyone that I work with actually the reality is like much of them are, are much more like productive efficient people than me. So I definitely should like not be, I don't know. I think oversetting goals is just like a recipe for disaster because it's, it's unrealistic and like depending on your personality, it can really like spiral you into like getting down on yourself when you don't achieve them. So I think it's, it's interesting, but I think people who are like get into this like perfectionist cycle of like trying to set perfect goals, but then not achieving them and then kind of like punishing themselves, like not, not literally, but, but you know, like whether that be through guilt or just like frustration. And so, yeah, it's like kind of a, it continues on that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. that stuff can really weigh on you. Um, when you, yeah, when you say you're going to do something and then you can't, even if it's unrealistic, um, yeah, it's, it's, tricky to manage that (laughs) yeah it's so interesting too like i i feel like here and there i've been doing like different readings on um like how people measure self-worth and how there's like a tendency with a lot of people to just really measure your self-worth on productivity and so if you don't if you're not productive or you don't have a productive day like it, it it really reflects on how you feel about yourself and i like the more i read about that the more i identify with myself like when people ask me to articulate like what a perfect day is, it is a very productive day. Like I don't, I never think like, Oh, today will be amazing. If I relax, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's never, that's not a thing that I articulate because I don't know, I guess just through like school and academics and then work, it's what's been valued. And so you start to like attach that to your own self-worth. I think it's like an interesting thing to explore anyways. Yeah. I think there's a lot there of just, um, (laughs) like, we're not going to solve it, but like just this idea of like balancing, like how content you are and how driven you are because like, um, you know, as much as it's seen as like a, um, a huge skill or just like something that you want to have in a person of like being driven and always wanting to progress, like that can, you know, be hard to, to take time to enjoy how far you've gotten and really like reflect on where you are and, and kind of, take those wins because at the end of the day, like you might have had like a great day and then it ends with like one minor negative thing. And and that's what you focus on. And I think, right. uh, you know, that's just how our, our brains work sometimes. And uh, yeah, it's, if it's, it's really hard to just like identify that at the time because emotions and yeah, <laughs> you know. which is why I actually think that being intentional with 
these things in the morning of actually like what will make today great. Like, okay, if I do yoga, if I complete this most important task and if I do this other thing, then even if someone blew up on me or something happened at the end of the day, when I go to reflect like, yeah, that might still be a shitty situation that happened, but I'm not going to feel as much like, Oh, my, my whole day was trash because I'll be able to easily see like, Oh, but I actually completed the things that I wanted to, or, you know, engaged in the things that I wanted to, which I said was an indicator of a successful day. So I think like, yeah, sometimes choosing the right tool can help you with uh, your emotions too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so with that, have you like kind of scaled or changed what your current priorities are in any way? It sounds like you've probably been doing some reflecting. Is there anything that you're, um, that you want to call out right now? Yeah. So I think, um, if like, if I were to list out my priorities right now, like I think probably since the beginning, I kind of mentioned this to, you, this to you before the podcast, but I think since the beginning of uh, the whole COVID situation, I've really um, let my physical health slide. Like I'm a person who enjoys running and enjoys working out, but it's really just like, I don't think I've ever been in such a bad routine with it since COVID. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think even when I got to a point where I started understanding the permanency of like work from home, I still wasn't able to like adjust and integrate like movement and eating right back into my life. Um, so I think, um, you know, I have been prioritizing things like work and like the classes I'm in. So Spanish and JavaScript, and obviously I have some ambitions of working on this business as well. But in the past week, I actually like came into this like really horrible back pain such that like, I can't, really sit for extended periods of time. I have trouble standing. I'm barely getting any sleep. And like, I think it's like one of those reality checks of like, you can't just let huge parts of your life slip for like six months. Like it's just not like, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass and you're not going to be able to do the other things that you want to do. Like I, there's absolutely no way that I could spend extra time sitting at a computer right now because like my body physically like will not allow me standing, sitting, anything. So to answer your question in a long-winded way, I think that like my top priority right now is figuring out like my physical well-being, both in terms of like food and movement. And so trying to like sort out this back issue with like stretching and yoga and massage and like going to see the doctor and all that. But like that, I can't just, it can't just be like, a, oh, once this is fixed, like go back to how it was before. Um, so I think one thing that has become like glaringly obvious to me is that I sp- I'm spending far too much time sitting at a computer and not moving around. So like, I honestly, like I don't really haven't been going for walks. I maybe work out like once or twice a week. And if that, and so yeah, it's just like those extended periods of time have really weighed on me. Um, so I think, yeah, I need to figure out in the long term like what splitting my day up looks like and where exercise fits in and not just like mindlessly eating in front of computers. So that's important. Um, so yeah, that's definitely yeah. like my top priority right now. Yeah, I think, you know, and those are the types of things that obviously have network effects or like that, you know, compound and, you know, you you can, you know, sometimes you'll be like, oh, I'm too tired to work on this thing or my, you know, I'm too, my, my back hurts and so I can't sit at the computer anymore. And it's like, you know, but if you are, so if you're able to step back a bit and like give yourself the space to do those things, which we should all do. And I'm, you know, guilty of not doing myself too. Like I need to do more of the like uh, proper stretching and, and even exercising as well. And 
But if you give yourself that, like I've been in periods where that is like going really well and you just like feel better. You have right. more energy to do those other things and you actually end up like, you know, just being in a, a better state of mind, like more positive and more, I don't know, just like, yeah, optimistic even about things and 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 more sharp. It's like yeah. in times where I've been, you know, going to bed late uh, and sometimes like, I don't know. Yeah, if you don't get a good exercise in, like it's hard to sleep because you haven't like expended all your energy. And so totally. it, it's this like cycle either down or up. It's hard to keep it like, you know, so you kind of have to um, focus on these things for sure. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So um, I, I guess like, yeah, I'm saying that that's kind of my, my number one right now is figuring that out. So if I need to take like some days off work and things like that, like I, I had to take a sick day last week because of it. And I don't, I don't want to keep taking sick days, but I might like obviously take some like proactive days to just get out and move and get away from computer or half days or whatever it is um, because I think it's needed right now. And then I think, yeah, my secondary priority is definitely um, just kind of my day job right now. Um, uh, so things are like going quite well there. We're like coming into, I don't want to like jinx anything. We're coming into a promotion season. So I'm like, you know, just trying to reflect on like all of the things that I've accomplished since I've been there and what areas I need to work on. And it's been helpful to like go over those with my manager. I have like the loveliest manager you could ask for. So um, yeah, just focusing on some like different areas that uh, I still have like room for growth in has been uh, kind of top of mind for me. But it's also been really fun because I've been working on some different kind of org level initiatives. We had like a coach leave my team this quarter just to transfer to another team, but it kind of opened up some space to take over some initiatives that were under other people. So um, yeah, I've been having like I've really, I really enjoy working at working on things that are org level and bring together like a bunch of different squads. So right now, for example, I probably mentioned in our last episode that we had a hackathon and we started kind of a project there, which was around collecting accelerate metrics, which for anyone who doesn't know are specific DevOps metrics that um, they, they are specifically around measuring delivery of teams and there's four different metrics and generally they are seen to be indicators of high performing um, teams. And so, but however, it's like a process to figure out how to collect these metrics and automate them and also standardize them across the organization. So I started a kind of hack the hive on putting some clarity around that and um, working with some devs to create like an initial endpoint where people can submit data. And then ideally we're able to grab that data into a visualization tool and it's like a more easy plug and play type solution for teams. So anyways, that has like grown, which is really cool that, you know, it starts in like a hack the hive. And now I'm actually working with a team of people to get that kind of up and running. So that's been kind of like a highlight in terms of work right now. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like the coolest thing going on there. I'm obviously doing some like awesome squad work, um, which is like a little bit more nitty gritty. But uh, yeah, I really definitely enjoy working on things at the org level. And then I have my classes. So uh, I have my class for JavaScript goes until October 11th. So I think one thing I've learned in terms of preferences, previously I did like weekend courses. So they were all day, like all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Um, and I wasn't sure if that was ideal because you don't really get weekends. Turns out I much prefer that over doing it after work. Three hours after work is rough. Um, but yeah, I, I'm learning a lot. I could imagine so. that would be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even with my, like, I moved Spanish classes to two days a week and it's both after work. And even though it's only an hour, but I still kind of have to like 
stick around the computer. Often I'll end up just being at the computer because like it's coming up soon or whatever. Yeah. And and then yeah, that's like what you said. You're just like spending like your whole day at your desk and it can be a bit much. And I I think there's value to like having it on a day like of its own so that you can kind of focus on it, be fresh, like coming in fresh minded. Yeah, you're gi- you're definitely giving up other things, but it's for a temporary period as well. So yeah, definitely. And then yeah, I mean, I that definitely resonates with me. Sometimes I'll kind of finish work, but I'll have maybe like forty five minutes until Spanish or or JavaScript, and I'm just like, and then I just end up like clicking around, like I don't know, just like go on Reddit or do whatever because I'm on a break. But it's like I would be much better suited to go on a walking break or do something else. So I think yeah, again, being mindful of that is important, but. Uh, and then, yeah. So lastly, like, I think my third priority right now, I, I should have put my relationship somewhere in here. I promise it's, it's, it's high somewhere in there, <laughs> but, um, is, uh, my Spanish class. So I've been dropping a few Spanish classes. Like I definitely haven't done been doing two a week because I've just not been able to, to manage it. Um, but still going and like, I'm aiming to do two a week, but I'm just trying to see how like my back is and my brain is. And, uh, um, but I think that like once my JavaScript class like kind of closes out, then I'll have more room for both Spanish and also working on this, uh, little tea business. So those are kind of, that's kind of where my head is at right now is just like physical health day job and then like getting through my classes. But yeah, I, I we're coming up to our first project for my JavaScript class. So I think it'll be fun to kind of just like actually dig into something because I'm much more of a learn by doing than by like listening. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I was going to ask like how that's coming along and it sounds like maybe we'll be better in a couple weeks or like in a week or something uh, to because yeah, like sitting in class is one thing, but actually getting to go use it like I don't know. But I remember Gabby came out of this same program, the part time even and had a pretty, you know, great experience of getting up to speed on some stuff. And and then, you know, when she did eventually do the the full time even if some of the stuff didn't fully sink in in the first um, time around in the part-time class, like she found herself like or she found herself like way ahead because she had seen the concepts right. before. Even if it wasn't like there, it was so so much val- There was a lot of value to having seen it and used it and understanding what all this stuff is. So that's yeah. That's cool. So like it's it's been good. I totally agree with you. I think like yeah. The next time we talk. I'll be at least like partway through probably finishing my project. So I haven't decided what I'm doing yet. So I'll be able to kind of let you know and talk a little bit about that. But I think also after the JavaScript stuff, uh, Diego, my partner and I, we decided we're going to do, um, there's this book that's called automate the boring stuff, um, with Python. So it's, it's a, it's a Python book, but there's also like, they, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but they've also like transitioned it into like courses and stuff. Um, online so there's i don't know if it's like a udemy or a coursera or whatever it is probably udemy but i'll we can link it when i find it um but then like the first whatever amount of videos are also free on youtube so i think both of us he's like now kind of like a tech lead on his team so he's responsible for a lot more like operations and efficiency and like type things on his team and i'm just like a person who likes to automate things but i often do that by like stitching together solutions so um yeah i i think that will be kind of like an exciting endeavor after this because that's definitely a realm where the majority of my interest is in terms of like programming is around like automating tasks and things like that so i think that'll be cool yeah yeah that's cool i 
I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's why programming is so cool. It gives you these superpowers to be able to like do or, or kind of automate things that other people can't and like provide value that you, I don't know, maybe would take someone 10 hours to do something you can do in five minutes or it can run in the background and, and things like that. It's, uh, there's a lot of power to that. And yeah. a lot of that too with like, I, I guess even without code is like possible now, but I think being able to merge both worlds is going to be like a very crucial skill and in, and especially knowing like when to use one versus the other. And I feel like you've already had your sh- share of like really working with the no code stuff as well in terms of like stitching other services together and, and automating in that sense. But um, so yeah, you'll be like a, a double threat there. Yeah, like I really like, I think it, the course came to our attention because somebody at work had done a presentation about a specific bot that they built at work for, it doesn't really matter what the purpose was, but anyways, they're kind of walking through that bot and how they built it. And then people, somebody either asked them for recommendations or they brought it forward that that's how they started kind of like learning how to, how to do all this kind of stuff was through this, this book specifically. Um, and yeah, I think like I'm pretty interested in the whole realm of like, you know, like Slack bots or different add-ons to like those like different like massive type platforms that we use like Atlassian. Um, so like Jira and Confluence, I think like, yeah, the add-on and bot space in terms of um, those realms are pretty interesting, um, especially in terms of like efficiency solutions and uh, how needed they are by businesses and how many of them like widely apply to different businesses which I'm quite familiar with because I tend to work in positions where like I encounter the same types of things where I'm like, Oh, I wish I could just have an easy way to automate that or grab that or do that. And I always have some weird hacky solution that would be nicer done in another way. I'm certain. Yeah. And like talking about like, you know, later stages, like building your own business, like each of those things, like I would almost like say it would be great to write some of them down now as like, Oh, this could be solved. This could be solved as a, as a product or a service and like um and what you're saying too just like sounds like what i know of kaylin because like it's like you've expressed before like you have a lot of interest in the data side and like the productivity side comparatively to like i don't know the like visual side yeah. not as much and so like when you can do things like within a slack bot or within a scripting tool or just like behind the scenes connecting things like uh, that definitely sounds like what I know of your like your jam, if you will. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh and this will just enable you to do that even better. So Yes, and I think it'll be fun to also work on with someone else because like while my partner is also a developer, uh he's never done anything with Python before. So I'm sure he will his ramp up will be a lot easier than mine, but it will still be kind of like learning something new together. So Yeah. I've already been learning from Gabby, like, you know, in the courses she's done or she show me certain things or I'll help her with a, a problem and like learn myself like about yeah. a different framework. And, and it's cool when you have this like ability to actually like speak the nerdy dev language together. We watched like a documentary on Vue.js the other day, which is like <laughs> a JavaScript amazing. framework. And, and it was like, huh, we can do that stuff now that we yeah. both, like this would put you to sleep before. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, so cool. That's awesome. Honestly, like, yeah, I think it's really cool. I, I, I'm trying to think in my head, like, where does the overlap become too much? But like, no, I'm a person that like really likes being able to connect about that kind of stuff with my partner. I've always enjoyed having a partner who like understands my work world to some extent, like, because I think 
I don't just work because I need a paycheck though. I do need a paycheck. Um, so please don't take that away. Um, but it's like, I, I like what I'm doing. I like to talk about it. I like to brainstorm about it outside of work, which I think is obvious by just like having this podcast as well. So yeah, I mean, those are my kind of long winded updates right now. Um, otherwise this weekend I've just been walking a lot because that seems to be the, the trick for reducing back pain is walking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking back to like when this was like a huge issue for me and like, we don't need to get in full detail on the podcast, but I remember like just doing more core exercises of like planks and stuff too, like getting back to that within like a few weeks, I noticed just like a huge improvement, um, which I'm not doing a lot of right now, but I'm, I'm actually like, I'm at a standing desk. You're standing right now as well. Um, for the audience who can't see it (laughs) and like, uh, and I've been loving it. I'm on this like balance board thing, which is like, I don't know, call me a loser because <laughs> it is kind of like lame that I'm on this like balancing board, but it forces me to like be kind of like working out yeah. slightly while I'm like um, at my desk and like, and, and also just being able to switch between like standing and sitting really easily has yeah. been like really nice. So the standing like sit stand desk has been uh, really great, but also, yeah, like certain stretches that uh, like I, a lot of this back, lower back pain, I, I realized was, I was always like, oh, it's my back. And I was doing like trying to touch my toes every, you know, trying <laughs> yeah. to like stretch out my back. And then I found out that that can be pretty bad for you. If you're not already good, flexible, good. <laughs> then it can really hurt your back a lot more, which was kind of happening to me. And like I, um, and a lot of it ended up being more like legs, like hips and yeah. like the, cause you're, legs are like sitting or your legs are like bent all day. And so like, um, it was kind of like, <laughs> I was trying to stretch this one way. I was like, no, you need to stretch kind of the opposite way and do like open your hip flexors and stuff yeah. like that. So if anyone else is experiencing <laughs> this stuff, it can be, uh, you know, important to talk to like a physiotherapist or your doctor about this stuff instead of just like assuming that like you oh, my back hurts. I should just like stretch my back because that can be dangerous in itself. Yeah, I should definitely stop watching YouTube videos and trying to resolve this by myself, but hopefully I'll see a physiotherapist this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it for me. Is there anything else from your side kind of going on? I kind of had a couple things like recently. So um, I said I was pretty much winding beer finder down and that is like official now I've like emailed my customers that uh, at the end of this billing cycle they're um, yeah we're going to cancel their their plans yeah. and then I'm going to kind of leave the site up just without any promoted ads or anything like that or promoted listings I should say mm-hmm. um, and you know the, the main purpose of this is to regain some headspace uh like some mental capacity so that i can focus on whatever the next problems are instead of trying to juggle like a business that's not doing a lot but there are still some issues that come up with it and like um i'd much rather just like be focused um so that um and you know they were super understanding um but the both of it like the major clients that i had like were very understanding and um you know, because that's a scary email to send. It's like, hey, I'm not going to be able to provide you service in a, a month. <laughs> and, yeah. And so those things are always worse in your head than they are in real life. And if 
you know, if you need to do this for your own mental clarity and whatever, you're juggling too much at once, it's pretty important to like pare things down. But I think there's a lot there of like, if I was a little bit further with that, like if I had gone and I had like, I don't know, 25 customers, I could see that being a really tricky thing to just like wind down. Yeah. Um, I am glad that I did it when I did. Um, yeah, they're, I don't know, there's other stuff going on with that, but I think that's that's the main thing. Um, there's going to be, you know, even winding that down, it's not going to be the end of it. I have to figure out the corporate taxes and like there's some ad revenue and like receipts needed to be tracked and like I'll have right. to do, yeah, the taxes at the end of the year. So like there's, there's still work there. Um, so <laughs> that'll be fun. But <laughs> that's, you know, it's all... It's a learning experience, building. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also met up with, uh, so one person who I was like, who had previously asked me to do some contract work for him, um, in kind of an early stage startup, I, um, I didn't end up moving forward with it. Um, and, but we've, and we were connected just on Twitter basically from, uh, I can't even remember who who suggested that we get in touch. Oh, mm -hmm. I think it was someone at Ecobee. Oh. <laughs> I think, um, thinking back to it. And yeah, we ended up meeting up and just having a couple beers. And like, we've kind of stayed in touch about like business stuff and just like, I don't know, both being like founder minded, like I guess, um, have a lot to relate on. And so it was, it was actually just really nice to go and meet up with them and have a chat like for a couple hours about, you know, like the issues that you run into of like co-founder, like challenges that you can have and, um, or like picking the right idea or just like all these things that I'm, I'm constantly thinking about myself and like we do get into on this podcast, but also being able to like talk to someone else who's going through it. Like, I feel like the more people in your kind of circle that you have that you can like, you know, bounce ideas off of and also just like, um, share share stories it's like it's it's much like this podcast is like almost like a therapy session in yeah, a way yeah. it's like you know you need to just like talk about it get it off your chest um because a lot of this is just juggling the ups and downs and balancing that so um that was just really nice um and yeah i don't know i'm he's actually pretty eager to like hire me on for a project still but at, at this point it made more sense to do this like larger contract again for some of the reasons I said earlier to like have more mental clarity for yeah. my own projects but uh you know we'll probably end up working together at some point um cool. I kind of had to say no to like at this at this stage again like it's a good position to be in but like September was going to have like several things and it was kind of like can we do I had to you know um I, I'm kind of like you where I would just want to do everything. And I was like, oh, I really want to help this person out and I want to do this contract and that. But I was like, look, I, I got to kind of just like pick and choose and we can hopefully work together in the future. And, yeah. and so I'm feeling like that has been definitely the right call just to make sure that I still have space for like, again, my goals of like learning Spanish and still giving some time to this like these new business ideas and, and things like that. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. It's like as provided like things go in the direction that he's expecting, I'm sure there'll be more work in the future. Like, uh, uh, yeah, 
It doesn't seem like you're too concerned about it, but yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, and there weren't hard feelings or anything about it. It was um, uh, it was more just like, damn, I wish I could help you right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But hopefully soon we'll, you know, it'll link up properly. And yeah, I'm just thinking about like what next year will look like because uh, right. I do want to, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like I'm in this place where like the rest of my year is potentially planned with ma- mainly this contract. And so, um, you know, I'm just like thinking like, okay, if I do this, like where will my finances be at for next year so that I know what my runway is and um, and I, like how long can I stretch that and what things can I focus on now? Again, like we talked about previously of um, setting myself up so that it's not like start from zero yeah. <laughs> come like the new year, but I can start with like some validation or maybe an MVP or something. So, So I was doing a bit of hacking last night. I was using this new framework because actually a lot of the time when I get uh, into coding mode I hit like decision paralysis of like trying to figure out like oh which framework will I use for authentication and for UI like I know that one pretty well by now but like which one will I like which um, kind of API structure will I do and I don't really just have a base template that is like solid um because it changes from project to project <laughs> for like i mean that's part of what being a contractor is is kind of yeah. like working in many different styles so i've seen a lot of different ways to do it but it also ma- it makes me struggle to like pick one and I, I actually really like a lot of what this framework called blitz.js is doing it's still like experimental at this stage but it does a lot of what um ruby on rails did for ruby got it um and and kind of like being opinionated by default, but also letting you um, change those opinions or override them and stuff. And so I was just kind of hacking around with it a bit yesterday. And it's it's really nice. It's like, oh, user management is built in by default. It's uh-huh. like, is it the solution I would have picked? I don't know, probably not. But like, it's there. It and like it, relieves it, yeah. Yeah, and especially for like an MVP, I can like just go ahead and like spin these things up quickly and it allows you to like quickly generate your database models and attach it all to the code and like create restful endpoints for them like right away um, with like a, a simple CLI command. So I, I was really enjoying playing with that. And I think I'll continue playing a bit more today and over the coming weeks. I think I'm going to set up, um, like I'm kind of setting up just a small task in Notion, like where I keep all my ideas of these projects and like, just put a, a task in Notion that is kind of like these three things will be a great like first step. No styling, no like yeah. worrying about user flow, but just like the behavior being there and like having something that can be tested out. Um, and so I'm I'm excited to to work on that and like play more with this framework, but also just be productive in um, in trying something out to maybe put in front of people so yeah yeah. that sounds really cool i was wondering as you were saying that like is there are there any good websites that are like search sort sort sortable filterable for like choose your frameworks you know so you can be like i want something that does all of these things and like handles these languages and all that are there any good like resources for that i i know that there's like there's something in what is called like the jam stack space that is uh javascript that's javascript apis and markup and like there was something, I think it was called like bit 
stack or something. Let me just confirm that. Bit stack. Nope. No, no. That seems to be <laughs> cryptocurrency. Don't go there, probably. Uh, I don't know, but whatever. It was something. Yeah. And it and it was kind of like this choosing your starter. I, and there are kind of people who like um, even make... There, there are bootstrappers or indie hackers that have kind of made a living by creating these starter templates. Right, got it. That you can just use, purchase like one-time fee and then use that in your project. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, but I I really like the fact that this is like open source, community-based. It's not tied to like any one commercial service. It kind of is. It's using Next.js, but you can deploy that in a variety of places. So, right. Um, so... Yeah, and just seeing like how well they're documenting this project, how much they're like, how many contributors are going into it. These are the types of things that like you want to look out for in choosing a, a good like tool to use. And one of the things is like, how long has it been around? That's the big negative for this. It's like only been around for like six months. Yeah. And will it continue to have this steam? There have been other frameworks that tried to do this before. And are kind of stale now but it for me it's like for an mvp i get to just play with this yeah and i'm not committed to anything i can redo this all later if i need to and actually move forward with it if in six months they're not around so that's what i was gonna say if it's like a good learning tool yeah yeah and like it's if it's fun for you and a good learning tool and it's mvp then i think like yeah go for it i think if things start to grow and you need to figure and you need to consider long-term solutions maybe you choose something more like stable and established but um, sometimes these things like grow and they become those stable established things too. So it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the early stages of like, what if I, I need to scale to a million users? Like honestly, like as an indie hacker business, like when I'm looking at like the type of pricing that I would need, like I'd probably only ever need like two to 500 customers. So yeah. like, and if I get beyond that, then I probably have enough revenue that I can worry about those scaling challenges yeah, that's like fair. at that point. So I don't, think I need to be so you know but it, it's hard to turn that part of your brain off <laughs> yeah that's fair well it sounds interesting anyways it sounds like fun yeah so continue with that and then I don't know we'll see see where it goes cool yep. I think that's probably it for us this week or over these past few weeks then yeah uh, where can people that. find us on the net cam we are on twitter at work pals okay cool have a good day you too Ciao. bye